0: Just ahead on Bob's World, the feds say a Long Island Railroad signalman was arrested today for lying in a report about inspecting a section of rail that led to a derailment in 2019. Authorities say the car belonging to a missing Massachusetts woman wound up in New Hampshire. So you were thinking about perhaps a bottle of red or a bottle of white. Well, a truck hauling a load of it took a spell on the main turnpike this morning, and the traffic flow around it wasn't all that rose. However, the weather forecast is, Bob's world is next.
1: As the COVID 19 vaccines become available, you may be asking yourself Should I get it? Will it help me get back to doing the things I love, like meeting friends or traveling? And can I do it without putting my family at risk? You've got questions that's normal. So visit GetVaccineAnswers.org for the latest information on the COVID-19 vaccines. Getting back to the moments we miss starts with getting informed. It's up to you. A message brought to you by the Ad Council and the CDC. We all make choices about alcohol. Kids make choices whether to drink or not. Bye, dad. Remember, I'm going to Alex's party tonight and sleeping over. Hey, Ann, remind me about that party again.
0: And adults make choices whether to talk about it. That's true of parents and every other trusted adult in a kid's life. Kids want to know our expectations and they want honest answers in everyday conversations. So talk with your kids and help lead them on
1: a positive path because when you talk, they hear you. Learn more at underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
0: This is Bob's World for Thursday, March 18th, 2021. Good afternoon, I'm Bob Welch, and here's what's happening in the Great Northeast. Federal prosecutors say a Long Island Railroad signal man was arrested today for lying about inspecting a part of the tracks that led to a derailment in 2019. The New York Daily News reports 63-year-old Stuart Conklin surrendered himself to authorities and was charged with filing a false entry in a railroad inspection report. These are required under United States Department of Transportation guidelines. Authorities say his actions led to a May 25, 2019 derailment in Speonk, Long Island. No one was injured in the derailment, but it did cause serious delays. The prosecutor says, as part of Conklin's job, he was required to inspect rail bonds for the LIRR. Rail bonds, by the way, are electronic jumpers around joints on the rails of a railroad's track to ensure continuity of conductivity for signal currents. While Conklin said he had inspected a particular bond in April 2019 in a report and that the bond passed inspection, video footage showed he did not complete the inspection. Less than a month later, two LIRR trains crashed in Speonk and investigators determined that the bond that Conklin had claimed to have inspected was the cause of the derailment and crash. Conklin resigned less than a week after the crash and was arraigned in Brooklyn federal court today. Authorities say the car of a missing woman from Massachusetts has been found near a New Hampshire lake. Police say the car, belonging to 41-year-old Sinead Lyons of Lowell, Massachusetts, was found Monday night in the rear of Ossipee Lake. State police say they received information on Sunday from police in Lowell that Lyons was missing. She was last seen on or about March 11th walking a German Shepherd. Police say she was driving to the Ossipee, Effingham area. Lyons is described as white, five 5'11", 150 pounds, blonde hair, blue eyes. She was last seen wearing a white coat, white knit hat, and black knee-high boots. A tractor trailer carrying bottles of wine crashed on the main turnpike this morning. WMTW-TV reports the crash was in the area of mile marker 92 in the northbound, that's near Litchfield. Police say the tractor-trailer sideswiped a main turnpike truck that was parked in the breakdown line with its lights on and was unoccupied. The tractor-trailer then went off the highway and rolled on its side, spilling the bottles of wine. Police say the driver of the tractor-trailer suffered minor injuries in the crash. A turnpike worker who was outside the vehicle... And hit in the leg by debris was treated at the hospital. The driver of the tractor trailer was issued a summons for a logbook violation and a failure to move over. The crash forced one lane northbound to be closed. Now to the weather cloudy skies this evening, low around 10. Tomorrow, sunny skies, high of 33 in the Northeast Kingdom of Vermont. With, in adjacent uh, New Hampshire and nearby Maine, along with southern Quebec. Tomorrow night, clear skies, low 13. Saturday, sunny skies up to 50. Sunny skies on Sunday and Monday, and a high up to 60, if not a little warmer. Around the region at 4 p.m., a lot of us are reporting rain, like Brewster in New York's Putnam County, as well as Manhattan, Hartford, and Worcester. Ogdensburg is cloudy and 39, Montreal cloudy 43, Bangor cloudy 46, Boston is rainy and 46. In St. Johnsbury, it is cloudy and 42, the relative humidity 64%. The barometric pressure is 29.95 inches of mercury and the dew point is 31. Repeating the St. Johnsbury temperature, cloudy and 42, going down to 10 degrees tonight. This is Bob's World.
1: The Government of Canada and public health experts are taking action to protect Canadians from COVID-19. Protect yourself and others, especially those with medical conditions and older adults. Wash your hands often. Avoid touching your face. Cough or sneeze into your arm and disinfect surfaces. You should also avoid crowded places. Avoid all non-essential travel outside of Canada. And if you're sick, stay home. To learn more, visit canada.ca slash coronavirus. A message from the Government of Canada. Remember the last time your family visited the forest? It's a place of wonder and imagination for the whole family, where stories come to life, and it's closer than you think. Ready to plan your next visit? Make the forest part of your story today at a local park near you, or find one at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
0: A glaring error from a Bronx court clerk mistakenly freed a shooting suspect from Rikers Island, the Daily News has learned. Less than a week after an epic series of screw-ups led to the accidental release of a Brooklyn murder suspect. 22-year-old Nakeem Meekins was arrested March 10th for attempted murder and was supposed to be held on $300,000 bond the Bronx District Attorney confirms to the New York Daily News, but Rikers Island officials set him loose Monday evening after a Bronx criminal court clerk mistakenly marked him for release without bail, according to court officials. Peter Thorne, a spokesman for the Corrections Department, tells the Daily News, quote, based on the documentation provided by the courts, the release from custody was proper and in accordance with our policy. A Bronx judge realizing the mistake, issued a warrant for him on the attempted murder case today and the NYPD is looking for him. He is due back in court on Monday. The latest mix-up happened due to a second case Meekins is facing for reckless endangerment on top of the attempted murder charge. He allegedly shot a gun at two people on the street but failed to hit them on August 30. A source telling the Daily News the attempted murder case stemmed from a November 3rd incident in which Meekins and two other men approached a car and one of the three whipped out a gun and opened fire. According to a police source, the victim was blasted in the head and the top of the head, though it was not clear if Meekins fired the gun. TV station WTNH in New Haven is reporting today about a scuffle over school funding in New Burton, Connecticut. Republican Mayor Aaron Stewart seemed to slam the school system in her State of the City address last week. Now Democrats and teachers are hitting back. Mayor Stewart said in a speech, quote, What I will not do is blindly throw additional tax dollars into a massive bureaucracy that is failing our students. Well, that line prompted a lot of backlash in New Britain today. Sal Escobalas of the American Federation of Teachers, Local 871, tells Channel 8 New Haven, we rebooted, education in, we rebooted education in a year. It wasn't perfect. It was subject to tough conversations with the superintendent, without, with others in the city, but yet here we are. The Democrats say here they are with the mayor proposing a budget with no increase in local school funding for the fifth year in a row. They say New Britain's already underfunded. School board member Merrill Gay said, quote, it means that all of the surrounding towns are spending three to $4,000 more a child on education, and the notion that we have a bloated bureaucracy is ridiculous. Mayor Stewart responded with this statement. I'm happy to see that my state of the city addresses spurred a community discussion about the shortfalls within the consolidated school district. Since then, I have received numerous messages from students, parents, and teachers offering their support and suggestions as to how we can better improve the quality of public education in the city. State Rep. Bobby Sanchez tells Channel 8 New Haven, there is one obvious solution here to save our schools. We need more investment from the state and from our local government. Massachusetts State Police and the Plymouth District Attorney's Office said today, they have solved the nineteen eighty four homicide of a fifty nine year old Virginia Hannon from Pembroke. Plymouth District Attorney Tim Cruz says the alleged murderer, Jesse Aylward of Brockton, is dead, and was turned in by a friend the day after he died in february of twenty twenty, at the age of fifty eight. Aylward allegedly told a friend back in nineteen back in twenty nineteen, rather, that he had killed a woman in Pembroke decades ago. The friend went to Pembroke police when Aylward died. NBC Boston reports the killer's DNA was taken from a blood sample at Brockton Hospital last year when he died. DNA recently matched him to evidence at Hannon's home. Investigators said it matched nylon stockings, a broken piece of glass, and bloody paper towels at Hannon's home. The motive for the murder remains unknown all these years later. Members of Hannon's family were on hand for today's announcement by the district attorney. Family members were emotional as they spoke of Hannon today, saying it provides some closure, but they still believe more people out there know something after 39 years. Hannon, a widow who lived alone, was inside her home on West Street in Pembroke, Mass., February 12, 1984, when someone broke into the building, beat, stabbed, and strangled her. Her body was left covered in a sheet on the bed. No arrests were ever made, but police continued to work the case in the decade since this is bob's world i'm probably okay to have one more drink before i drive home
1: i'm probably okay i open the window to stay alert probably okay i just pop some gum in my mouth step out of the car please i probably made a mistake probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving if you see a warning sign stop and call a cab a car or a friend Buzz driving is drunk driving a message brought to you by NHTSA and the ad council i've been married for 19 years have four beautiful kids i gained 65 pounds with my first daughter Through TOPS, I have lost 78 pounds. TOPS gives you all the tools and the support is huge. Without TOPS, I'd probably be 300 pounds. TOPS is not something that I'm willing to give up. If you wanna come and sit through a meeting, we'll help you out. You can do it, TOPS can help. Visit a meeting free, learn more at tops.org. That's T-O-P-S dot O-R-G. It is absolutely going to change your life.
0: cloudy or rainy march the 18th is what today is the 77th day of 2021 depending upon where you are but there are 288 days left in the year composer john kander is 94. nobel peace laureate and former south african president fw de klerk 85 Actor Brad Dorriff is 71. Jazz musician Bill Frizzell, 70. Singer Irene Cara, 62. Alt country musician Karen Grotberg of the Jayhawks is 62 today. Movie writer director Luke Besson is 62. Actor Jeffrey Owens, 60. Actor Thomas Ian Griffith, 59. Singer-songwriter James McMurtry, 59. TV personality Mike Rowe, 59. Singer-actor Vanessa Williams, 58. Bonnie Blair, the Olympic gold medal speed skater, 57. Rock musician Jerry Cantrell of Alice in Chains is 55. Rapper, actor, talk show host Queen Latifah, 51. Former White House Chief of Staff Reince Priebus is 49. Actor-comedian Dane Cook, 49. Actor, singer, dancer, Sutton Foster, 46. Adam Levine of Maroon 5 is 42. And Olympic gold medal figure skater Alexi Yagden is 41 today. It's Vanessa Williams, 58th today. So here is a 1992 song performed by Vanessa Williams and written by Phil Goldston, Wendy Waldman, and John Lind in March 1989. It is considered Williams' signature song... And was released as the third single from her second studio album in the comfort zone. It's Save the Best for Last on Bomb's World. As we're recording this, it's 5:54. Atlantic Time, 4:54 Eastern. Read the clock wrong.
1: Sometimes the snow comes down in June. Sometimes the
0: That's Vanessa Williams, 1992 smash Save the best for last on her birthday this March the 18th on Bob's World, 1910, March the 18th, the first filmed adaptation of Mary Shelley's novel Frankenstein, a silent short produced by Thomas Edison's New York movie studio was released. 1911, Irving Berlin's first major hit, Alexander's Ragtime Band, was first published by Ted Snyder and Company of New York. 1922, Mohandas Gandhi was sentenced in India to six years imprisonment for civil disobedience. He was released after serving two years. 1925, the tri-state tornado struck southeastern Missouri, southern Illinois, and adjacent southwestern Indiana, resulting in some 700 deaths. 1937, an America's worst school disaster. Nearly 300 people, most of them children, were killed in a natural gas explosion at the New London Consolidated School in Rusk County, Texas. 1940, Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini met at the Brenner Pass, where the Italian dictator agreed to join Germany's war against France and Britain. 1942, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt signed an executive order authorizing the War Relocation Authority, which was put in charge of interning Japanese Americans with Milton S. Eisenhower, the younger brother of Dwight Eisenhower, as its director. 1963, the U.S. Supreme Court in Gideon v. Wainwright ruled unanimously that state courts were required to provide legal counsel to criminal defendants who could not afford to hire an attorney on their own. 1965, the first spacewalk took place as Soviet cosmonaut Alexei Lenavo. What outside is Voskhod II capsule secured by a tether? 1974, most of the Arab oil-producing nations ended their five-month-old embargo against the United States that had been sparked by American support for Israel, for Israel in the Yom Kippur War. 1996, Rejecting an insanity defense, a jury in Dedham, Massachusetts, convicted John C. Salvi III of murdering two women in attacks at two Boston-area abortion clinics in December 1994. Salvi later committed suicide in his prison cell. Here's another song for another birthday today. Maroon 5's Adam Levine is 42. Now this song was released on January the 27th, 2004, as the second single from their debut album, Songs About Jane, recorded two years earlier. Here is Maroon 5 and This Love. It helped Maroon 5 win the MTV Video Music Award for the best new artist and was the third most played song of 2004 version won best pop performance by a duo or a group
1: I was so high.
0: Five and this love that was indeed the song that helped Maroon Five win the MTV Video Music Award for Best New Artist and the third most played song of 2004. Uh, The live version of the song won Best Pop Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocals, Uh, but what I wasn't able to uh, complete because the vocals cut me off was that the that was at the 2006 Grammy Awards, and to date, this is one of Maroon Five's most successful songs. Finally, A Georgia man who was expecting his final paycheck from a former employer said the money instead arrived in form of 500 pounds of oil-covered pennies dumped in his driveway in the middle of the night. Andreas Flatten said he submitted his two-weeks notice in writing in November and Miles Walker, the owner of Walker Luxury Auto Works in Peachtree City, Georgia, had a noticeable negative reaction, Flatten recounted to WGCL-TV. Quote, he gets up, puts his hands on his head, walks out the door, and disappears for like an hour. Flatten, who said he left the job due to a toxic work environment, said he was still owed $915, which the owner told him would be delivered in January. Said the Owner accused him of damages when he called to inquire about the check not arriving at his home, so he contacted George's Department of Labor. Flatton said the money then showed up as 500 pounds of oil-covered pennies that were dumped in his driveway in the middle of the night. Flatton's girlfriend posted a video to Instagram showing the messy pile of pennies when they showed up outside the home. Flatton said, I have nowhere to put them. I had no idea what I was going to do, like how do I get money from pennies? Walker said he couldn't recall if he dumped the pennies at Flatten's house. Walker said it doesn't matter to me. He got paid. That's all that matters. Flatton said the pennies are currently being stored in his garage while he works on cleaning them so they can be cashed in. I try not to navel-gaze too often, but sometimes I look at where you are who are listing. I was surprised to see Texas, Florida, South Carolina, we mentioned that a couple of weeks ago, that Some of the places where you're listening, a little less surprised to see Maryland, New Jersey, and places that progressively get closer to Vermont. We got New York listening, Ohio, Massachusetts, and of course, plenty of communities in my Vermont backyard. Listening at one point or another, Ontario and Quebec have also tuned in, and Quebec is kind of in the backyard, only on the other side of the border. But last week, I noticed we had a listener in Australia and in the Middle Eastern country of the United Arab Emirates listening. I'm not sure why you stumbled upon me, but welcome. You know, I give up the telephone number, presuming you're in North America, but I've got a Twitter for feedback, too, Bob Welch, N-E-N-Y, written all together, and that's how you can, uh, you can get in touch. And so that's, that's uh, Bob's world. On this Thursday, dial thoughts you have to 802-467-0212. That's if you're in North America. Bob Welch, N-E-N-Y, all written together on Twitter, works too. Your voice may be used on an upcoming episode. That's all I have to say on that. I'm Bob Welch. Thank you for listening.